Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, Soul Tribe. I'm Brandy Bolton. This is Spirit Talk. This one is about mediumship, but it's kind of also me thinking out loud and (laughs) rambling to work some stuff out. So first of all, let me get this out there. I am working on special offerings. Through the last few years, I have definitely done readings, numerology reports, Reiki, etc. Shoot, I've even done some readings for a few of you listeners, which I've loved very, very much. But nothing has been super official with a link to book or a website. It's, it's finally time that I do that. If anything, just to keep my head on straight with regard to booking and to work smarter, not harder. <laughs> for scheduling things. So far, it's been a word of mouth thing and people email me or DM me and we arrange it from there. So I'm going to go ahead and handle that by adding a link to my Instagram before the next episode's out. You can expect that. So you can click on a link and see what I offer. And here's the big question. I've been hearing from you guys about readings, a lot about readings. So will readings be a part of my offerings? I really don't know, which probably means no, at least not for now. Will I do readings? Absolutely. I'm just not going to add them to the booking link with an exact price. I'm just not there. Who knows? I might not ever really officially offer readings, but I say that flippantly because through the years I have really learned to not be too cavalier with the words ever or never (laughs) but I do often speak in hyperbole it's the Sagittarius in me what can I say let me explain myself here though a little bit why not add readings first of all I still call readings practice I feel like I'll consider readings practice for a long while it's already been a long while well it's been a while and I guess it's because I learn so much from each one. I really do get something out of each reading. I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. I feel that it's partly because I've attracted sitters that I've read for. They've come to me without any modern day business type tools that folks use because they heard from a friend or they liked this podcast or whatever it is. And because of that, I feel spirit has really lined us both up It's really worked out beautifully. I have my own reasons that readings won't be added to a link. And mostly it's to protect myself and my practice. To me, putting out the offering with a set price just feels like added pressure that I don't want to add. I already put enough friggin' pressure on myself. You know, I know you guys can relate to that, that self-imposed pressure. Empaths are often perfectionists. And perfectionism can be debilitating. So I guess what I'm saying is, it's not broken, so I'm not going to fix it. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, I have absolutely respect for people, for readers who 
have a, a range of different price points. I'm not judging anyone who, who does things differently than I am. Shoot, I may even join those mediums one day and have an official offering with a set price. Right now, I'm happy with how it's working for me. Even though I call my readings practice, I do get paid. I'm sure, I must have mentioned this before, I, I, I did my trial of free readings. It was scary. It was, it was scary as hell, to be honest. I developed my psychic medium abilities for at least a year before I offered free practice readings, maybe more than a year. I'm not really great when it comes to timelines for my own life, <laughs> but uh, at some point, I had done a lot of free readings, and I really loved doing them. I started to get tired. I was feeling a bit blah after the reading was over. And this was after doing dozens and dozens of freebies. I don't even know how many. More than 50. And I tuned into the situation and, and I was kind of confused. Like, I love learning. I love learning how I connect with spirit and the universe. I love the feeling I get when people were clearly touched by what I was able to bring through, either connecting to a loved one or them just feeling connected to the universe and knowing there's more to life than what we can even imagine. Because how could this stranger, me, know things about, about them? You know, it's such a, such a cool feeling. I've felt it myself. So giving that to others was really awesome. I loved the feeling of oneness and connectedness. So why the heck, why the heck was I feeling not resentful, but just kind of blah about it. So what do I do when I need guidance and looking within <laughs> shit still isn't clear? Well, I ask my guide, of course. <laughs> Over the period of like a week or so of working with my guide on this, the same message just kept coming over and over. I need an exchange. I was giving so much and not receiving anything in return. It was an imbalance of yin, yang, masculine, feminine. It was an imbalance of energy. So I started asking for donations and that's how I do it to this day. When our reading is over, the sitter sends me whatever monetary value they feel it's worth to them, whatever they're comfortable with paying. To be honest, it's kept it so interesting for me and it's inclusive, which is lovely. I've received anywhere from $50 to $200. And those who have paid on the lower end of that, maybe even 40 was the lower end of that, they weren't unhappy with the reading. It's just, you know, they, they paid what they could afford. And most of those people who did pay on the lower end of the scale sent so many referrals my way and them sharing with their friends and family kind words of affirmation of what I was able to do in the reading really lights up my heart. So it's all worked out fantastically. I'll update you guys if I change my mind and make a set price, but for now this really works. DM me on Instagram or email me if you would like to connect for a reading by donation. Whew, that was a long-winded diatribe on me doing readings but not really doing them, at least not in the way most folks do them. I kind of just felt it necessary. So many of you were asking me and speaking of you guys, you listeners, thank you for reaching out, tribe. I love hearing from you. I'm hearing from more and more of you. 
and more joining the Facebook community, Spirit Talk, a soul tribe. There we talk about all topics that you'd want to hear about on the show and more questions, comments, stories, as long as you're kind, anything really goes post away, share, share, share. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear your tidbits. I want to hear your questions. I want to hear everything. I am the most active member on there still. I get it. But come on, don't leave me hanging. Come on, tribe. Where are you at? There's almost 200 members, I think, or like about 170 or something like that. It's growing slowly but surely. But let's open up. Let's get to know each other. (laughs) I want you guys to be a part of this podcast. I really, really do. Anyone have ghost stories? Bring them on. I think I just did a post this morning. Show me your ghost stories. Bring them on in that group. I guess not show me your ghost stories. Well, hey, hell, if you have a picture, then that's cool. But type them out. Let's hear them. And again, speaking of you listeners, I just looked at some of the statistics. It's friggin' cool. It's so cool to take a peek at every now and then anyways. Holy smokes. We have listeners from Canada, of course, my home country. Most of them are probably my friends or family. (laughs) But a majority of the listeners are in the U.S. And we have South Africa, the U.K., Sweden, Japan, and much more. I love it. As far as the states goes, the site I use to broadcast the podcast, it breaks down the listeners state by state. And of all places, a lot of folks are downloading Spirit Talk in Pennsylvania. I was kind of confused by that, and I looked it up, and as it turns out, Pennsylvania is the fifth largest state population-wise. Hmm, I had no idea. Who knew? Not me. You learn something new every day, right? So hi there to you folks in Philly and Pittsburgh and anywhere else in Pennsylvania. Thank you for listening. Okay, let's get into mediumship. I have had a real back and forth with this. I've definitely been guilty of saying that mediumship is amazing and beautiful, but really not my main focus. And well, shit, if I haven't done some examination around that lately, mediumship has been popping up more and more for me, which I sort of take as a sign to not be too rigid about mediumship. Because you know what? That's limiting myself. And it's kind of like the universe is saying to me, really? You really don't want to go there and put your energy there? Hmm, we'll see. Because <laughs> you might just learn something. You might just help some people with it. It's almost like a test. Like, boy, oh boy, has the universe brought me into more mediumship. I haven't done so much mediumship in my whole life as I have in the past month or so. I'm bringing through pets even, which is new for me. That really blows me away. So... My spirit team keeps throwing it at me, and I really have been reevaluating how I feel about it. When my friend Jenny Adams, who is my most recent guest on the show, talked about mediumship being a lot of pressure, that really resonated. Maybe that's why I wasn't leaning into it as much as I could have. It is pressure. It is outside of my comfort zone. But that's where we grow the most right? I know that going to the edge of comfort is really a great place to be with regard to self-growth and expansion of spiritual abilities, which is really what this whole show is about and what I'm all about. So let's talk about Tyler Henry's show on Netflix. I'm sure many of you have seen it. It's called Life After Death. 
isn't Tyler the absolute sweetest? I love him. I love his energy. And I love what he does for people, delivering messages and tuning into the energy of their departed loved ones. It truly is amazing. It really is beautiful. Getting a mediumship reading, it is healing. Shoot, it can even just be a decent reading, not even amazing, and it's still good. And I really see that now. I see, I see it in a different way than I have in the recent past. And Tyler's messages are, are bang on. They really are. He has an innate gift and ability for sure. But he isn't hearing word for word what the spirit is saying. It's almost like it is a struggle for him. As experienced and gifted as he is, he needs to work at it. At it. He needs to focus hard and decipher what the spirit is communicating. That made me feel really validated as a medium. Why was I adding pressure to myself of thinking people are expecting miracles from mediums? Like actually, and not that mediumship isn't a small, small miracle, it really is, but you know what I'm saying. Why? Why would I, why would I do that to them myself? Right. But that's kind of why I bring this up. I know there are so many of you listening who are limiting, limiting yourself in something because of perfectionism. I mean, Tyler has his weird and wacky ways and people love it. Those are the things I've been in my head about. He scribbles on paper. I also write on paper. He communicates to his sitter for a bit and often has to refocus, retune in on the spirit to get a connection again. This is all stuff that I see as a medium watching the show that really, it makes me feel like, wow, you know, people don't need perfection. His sitter is so moved by the evidence that he is able to bring through of their loved ones and they still exist just in a different way. And I guess what I'm saying is that people like me who have medium mediumistic abilities should consider pushing past the perfectionism because if the connection is made and the sitter knows it and feels it and feels like they got a few moments of communication with their loved one, that's enough. There is no such thing as perfect, really. And these messages, they're not easy to bring through. They really aren't. I know a lot of people, especially people like Tyler, they might make it look easy. Well, first of all, it's a show, right? <laughs> so it's edited a lot. But I feel that is another reason why I was shying away from mediumship in the recent past. Let's be honest, if it was easy, everyone would do it. But Tyler has a lot of experience, like a lot. So he's seen things come up time and time again and has learned to decipher them. And that's what makes him so good. I'm sure even just five years ago, his readings weren't as strong as they are now. I know he's really young. He's a baby, but he's been reading for a very long time. And that's also what can be a little bit daunting about mediumship. It takes time. You know, that it's not for everybody. It takes time. It takes developing how it works for you and, and your practice. Unless you're one of those extremely rare mediums, extremely rare, who can hear words a spirit is speaking to them. And it's all about deciphering what's coming through via feeling, 
seeing, knowing, and whatever other clairs are active. And it's about learning how you as an individual communicate the message. And sometimes it's hard for us mediums to translate. We get so many impressions and we need to figure out how to communicate it. And hopefully through the reading, the little bits and pieces of it all fit together to make a patchwork of things that bring the essence of the loved one right there. And when a sitter feels the presence of their loved one and is convinced that the medium is connected through receiving evidence and messages, there is really nothing like it. It's amazing. It can take a lot of energy for the medium to hold the connection. Now, this is kind of where I want to talk about something. I'm really grateful for Tyler's show on this. He shows the level of rest <laughs> that he needs. I know a lot of people who aren't energy sensitives might think, hmm, it's his personality or maybe he's lazy. I don't know, whatever. But I know that isn't just what it is. It, and, and this is where I've been conflicted in the past. And it might have contributed to why I was shying away a little bit from mediumship too. Many teachers, and I've like multiple teachers that I've looked up to or mentors that I've followed on social media and all that have said that if you're tired or depleted or feel drained after a, a reading, then you're not doing it right. Jeez, even saying that out loud feels icky now, now that I have a new perspective. Everyone experiences this stuff differently, right? So that's no way to mentor, in my opinion. And one day when I mentor, because I do know that that's coming down the road, I, I feel it. Um, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep it in mind. There's no right way to do things. Definitely there are tips and tricks People can try to improve, but people need to be careful not to invalidate others' experiences. And I'm not talking about anybody I've had on the show or anybody, I'm not mentioning any names at all. But hey, nobody is perfect. I'm sure I've done kind of the same thing that those mentors have unintentionally. All I'm saying is it was like a real learning point for me. Tyler would get exhausted, like in bed. His sweet, sweet mom, she's so cute, I just love her, would say, at, at some point on the show, she said, this is what people don't see. It's just how much this can take, take out of you, Tyler. And you know what? Tyler does it anyway. What a testament to the fact that he really is following a calling. He really is meant to deliver these messages to people and really is giving people joy and comfort and a sense of peace and connectedness to their loved ones. And it wipes him out. Like it really wipes him out. And how do I know that? I'm not just taking it from the show. I've experienced it. And because I listened to people with experience doing readings who are a couple steps ahead of me, I felt like there was something wrong with my practice. Like there was not enough energetic protection or I wasn't closing the link well enough or some other mistake I didn't even know I was making. Well, 
I'm done thinking that way. Partly in thanks to Tyler and this show, him being real and authentic about what he's going through really helped me. I no longer see it as me making a mistake. Now, I'm not saying that mediums shouldn't have their own best practices. Whatever works the best is what you should do. I definitely make sure to practice excellent energetic hygiene. That includes setting intentions before I connect and calling in all of my energy and power prior to a sitting. I make sure to say thank you to the souls who come through. And when I'm finished, I make sure to close the door between them and I, so to speak, also known as closing the link. Still with all that, I've felt very, very tired and in need of extra rest after connecting mediumistically. Not every time, but for example, I maintained a strong connection in a reading just this week for a long period of time, probably the longest I ever have. Well over a half an hour of, of communicating with the spirit and getting evidence. I was bringing through this soul to communicate with his sister and it was it was so amazing. I loved it. I learned from it. I know that the sitter was happy to connect with her brother. It was magic. It really was. The next day, I had to have a lot of rest. A lot. I even had to take a midday nap while my kids were at school. And I feel grateful that I was able to do that. I didn't feel bad or sick or anything. Just that, like, I really needed deep rest. And again, yeah, thanks in part to Tyler's show and also conversations I've had with medium friends I have, I feel differently about this aspect of my own mediumship. I feel okay. Sometimes <laughs> I might need more rest. I, I'm really okay with it. I, I have reframed it in my mind and that's not me doing anything wrong. It's just, it's part of my process. So I'm curious, have you guys watched Tyler's show? What did you like? What did you not like? It's such a good way to open up the conversation about mediumship. I bet that even just me speaking this out loud, I'll get more mediumship coming my way. The, the universe is so amazing that way, hey? And when we're open and curious, we get what we ask for. <laughs> I love it. A reason why I'm sharing all this is kind of learn from me as an example of what not to do. Don't just blindly trust people who are ahead of you in the path. If you trust them, that's fine, but tune into yourself as well. Don't give them your power. For me, I've learned that others hard and fast rules, they aren't mine. I need to go figure it out on my own. Suggestions, I'll take all day. But their rules is where I draw the line. I learned that, yes, sometimes I need more rest doing mediumship work. And it makes perfect sense to me now. Shoot, mediums can experience a wide array of effects on their body when reading. Like, I've experienced stomach pain when tuning into someone who passed from stomach cancer. I've gotten really dizzy and disoriented when connecting with somebody who's overdosed on drugs. I've felt extremely emotion, emotional on both sides of the emotional spectrum. I mean, really, when you think about it, mediums achieve something really amazing. 
And I'm not sure how all that couldn't have an effect of some kind on the body. For me, I I need more rest. Same for Tyler. Alone time is also important. For some, they might react in a different way. So what is the truth for you? That's the big key in all of this. And it's not just about mediumship. This is a good lesson in general. What is your experience? What is your truth? I know it's not easy. It's being human. The unknown is scary sometimes. And that's when ego can really kick in. But we can certainly endeavor to try to feel into what is right for us. And, you know, it might take some trial and error. It certainly has for me. Thus, me still calling my readings practice. (laughs) I have a lot more to say on this topic. I'm sure I will have more episodes on mediumship. If you have questions about mediumship, hit me up. I'll do my best to answer them, and I'll probably include it on an episode if it's something I feel like other people could benefit from. Go on Facebook, join the the group, or um, DM me on Instagram, or send me an email. It'll all be there in the show notes. Share your stories with me, please. Thank you so much for ratings and reviews, guys. It really helps so much. If you haven't left one on the show, please consider taking a moment to give Spirit Talk a five-star rating. And to those of you who are listening who don't want to become a reader or use your spiritual abilities professionally like Tyler Henry, you certainly can develop and, and use them in your own life. By doing that, you get the messages and the little nods and the little pop-ins more and more and more. By developing with intention, you are strengthening your psychic muscles. And I'm going to leave you with a little story. I was at a friend's the other day with a few different people, um, actually all from my high school. It It was fun. Fun little gathering to say hi to a friend who was in town from way across the country. And the the friend's house who I was at, Amber, she brought up our dogs. We, most of us have all had dogs at some point, these friends. And one time we, a bunch of us took our dogs on a, on a hike together. And she said, remember, I was showing you pictures a while ago and you got all emotional about Rex. And I honestly, I didn't remember. But in that moment, I was feeling like, oh, Rex, what a special guy. Rex was my husband's dog when we first started dating. He was he was only two years old, and he became our dog because we were together all the time, and we moved in very quickly. So, you know, he was as much mine as, as my husband's. And Rex passed away at age 12. Yeah, what a guy. I got this sense of his presence when my friend Amber brought him up. I definitely felt a twinge of, of grief. You know, that never really goes away, even for our pets, maybe especially for our pets. Later that afternoon, I was home in my yard, in my little greenhouse, doing some planting. And I had a podcast on in the background. It wasn't something I would typically listen to. And I was all done my planting my seeds, and I was just standing there, kind of rooted to the ground, feeling like I couldn't leave, but not knowing why. So I stood there for like two minutes, probably looking crazy. I was doing nothing. I was just standing there. And I wasn't really listening to the podcast. It was just kind of on. Then I swear, (laughs) the volume on my phone got louder. My ears focused on 
what they were saying on the podcast. And the man who was speaking said, I had a dog named Rex. Damn, he was a good dog. I miss that guy. And I just know he's up there in heaven eating a steak. That was it. That was my message. That was from my beloved dog, Rex. Oh, I could cry thinking about it. He's he's still with us. He's still a part of our family. It was his way of saying, I know you miss me, but I'm here. What an incredible validation. Spirit can say hi in so many different ways, and they're doing it all the time. It's up to us if we receive them or not. And that's why intuitive development is cool AF. (laughs) That's all I have for today. I hope you liked the show. And until we meet again, friends. 